You know, every week, one of the things that we do is we uh, pray for another body of Christ because we're not the only one. And uh, it is God to be in unity, and it's God to uh, pray and lift up the wholeness of our body, not just what we're doing. And so today, I'd ask you to join with me, and let's pray for Emmanuel Baptist Church and Pastor Joe and his wife, Lorraine Smith. And so will you join with me? Father, we just thank you so much that we are not the only part of the body. Oh man, would we be lacking if we were. But Lord, we're not. We're a part of a larger body. And so Father, right now, we just lift up Emmanuel Baptist Church. We lift up Pastor Joe and his wife Lorraine, Lord. We lift up their leadership, Lord. Let them move in excellence and wisdom, Lord. Let them grow in, in your favor, let them grow in favor with God and man and grow in wisdom and stature and maturity, Lord. We praise you for that, Lord. Let them, in Jesus' name, increase in everything that they do. Father, we just ask for your protection on them. Lord, let, them, let the devil's plans and strategies that he has be revealed and foiled in Jesus' name. And we just praise you. Blessing of God be on Emmanuel Baptist and Pastor Joe and his family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to Vision Sunday at Boomerang. I have been looking forward to this for quite some time. Uh, I think I remember the one last year uh, that we did, and it was good. Uh, but I was really, really tired, and I was like, I wish I could have done that again. And it turned out to be a good message, but I just wanted it to be better. And uh, today, I think that you're really going to enjoy it, because the truth of the matter is, over this past year, God's really whittled down, and he's refined what our vision is, what our mission is, where we're going. And this is not just telling you about, oh, here's what Boomerang's doing. This is saying, hey, here's what's in the Word, and here's how we fit into that. Here's, here's the part that we have. And, and if you're uh, uh, designated by God to find your place in Boomerang, then this is what you're a part of. This is what you're doing. This is what you're up to, and this is the vision of God that you're helping to support. So the first thing I want to do is turn to Proverbs 29, 18. And in Proverbs 29, 18, you've probably heard this uh, verse before. And in the King James, it says this, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So if there's no vision, what's going to happen? Are you going to be living life to the fullest? And if we know that Part of our work in evangelism and, and winning this world to God is living in an abundance and living in overflow. The life that overflows in you and flows through you is designed to flow into the people around you. So if you don't have any vision, you're not walking in that fullness of life. That means you're not touching people around you either. And so without vision, there's a lot of stuff godly that's not happening. And so this is why we want you to get to know what is the vision here? Where are we going? What are we doing? It's very important for that. Listen to this same uh, verse in the message translation or the me message paraphrase. This is pretty awesome. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend... To what he reveals, they are most blessed. 
That's where I want you to be. That's where I hope you want to be. If you don't want to be most blessed, then we'll have prayer afterwards and deliverance in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know? uh, but we want you blessed. We want you blessed. We want you overflowing in the blessing. Listen to that second part of it. It says, but when they attend to what he reveals. See, we're not just trying to go after a vision at Boomerang. We're not just trying to go after a vision because we saw something and we wanted to do it. We wanted to do only what God showed us to do. And what God showed us to do is what I'm sharing with you today. And when we go after and we attend to and we prioritize, we make what he shows us and what he reveals a priority in our lives, all of a sudden now we can walk in the blessing that God has for us. And you know what? Sometimes there's things about our vision that other people are doing differently. You know, this is how this church is doing it, or this is how this church is doing it. And you look at those things, and you're like, ooh, I like that. <gasps> Can we do that? And that's what you're thinking on the inside. But the problem is, it's contrary to what God showed you to do. And you go and you try to mimic what they're doing because it looks successful or your flesh likes the way that's done or it makes sense to you and step out of what the vision is for you, you mess up. A lot of times people will come and they'll say, hey, I want to start this ministry or I'd like for Boomerang to have this ministry. And I go, that's great. But if it's not fitting with our vision, we're not anointed to get that done. And what happens is a ministry starts and then it fails because we didn't stick to what God had revealed. We didn't attend to what he revealed to us. So we want to not only know what he's, uh, what he's given us, but we want to attend to it. We want to stick to it. And so the question today and, and kind of the title of this Vision Sunday is, where are we going? What are we doing? How are we going to get there? We want you to know because if you're a part of Boomerang, I hope you're going along with us. I mean, I'm just saying, I hope, you, I hope you're right there with us. And we want you to be there with us. And that's why we want to give you the vision so you can join up and connect with that. This is our vision statement. And it's, we've developed it over time. But our vision statement is this. Boomerang is helping people to find their joy again and to really live. Now listen to that. And you'll find out, well, that sounds like you're just throwing out big presents to everybody, Brian. Well, you've got to understand what that statement means because there's more in that statement than what you might see. Now, to the average person, they might be saying, my goodness, I need some joy again. I, I would like to have some life. And that's very appealing to them. You've got to keep in mind, as we're going through this world, we're not just trying to talk Christianese to everybody. We're, you know, what is it that, let's say that somebody's not born again, and let's say that they, uh, if they, 1 John 4, 8 says this, if you do not love, you don't love because you don't know God. And so, in that person who's not born again, is there any love there? Is there any desire to unconditionally give to other people? In other words, are there, is their mind renewed to do things because God said it was good? Their mind's not renewed to that. Where's their mind? Where's their heart? Me. <laughs> Me. And so people that aren't born again can read this statement and go, man, I need that. Is that not what the good news is? Is relaying to you something that says... This is a part of God, and you need it. You want 
this part of God. When people see this, they can say, I need some joy again. I want to really live. I'm, there, you know, there's so many people in the world, even Christians, that are going, there's got to be more. Something's missing. And that's what our vision statement, it, it, shows, it shows people that there is more. And it's a reality. This is not something that we're talking about and it's a pipe dream. It's not something where it's just hype. You know, We're not just trying to, to uh, build up a false momentum. No, living in God, man, you can really, literally, uh, realistically find your joy again and really live. Now, to the Christian who's starting to mature in more things and they realize that this world doesn't revolve around them, uh, then they might look at that and say, well, that's awfully self-centered. Well, and I would say, hold up, time out, let me explain. Because if you find your joy again, what are you doing? Where do you find real and true joy? Real and true joy is found in a proper fellowship and relationship with God. You can, a real joy is found in living out in obedience what he's called you to do. You can have all the money and all the stuff and all the family and all the children and grandchildren and everything else in the world and completely be void of joy. But you can step into God and instantly anybody here today that doesn't have their joy, we can step right into God. You can step into God today and find a real joy. And that's what this is talking about. Let's find the real joy, a true joy, not necessarily what the world considers joy or happiness. Let's find our true joy in Christ, the one that doesn't come with any baggage. The, the joy that can overflow, that our joy may be full. Let's find that real thing. And that comes from serving God, knowing Him and serving Him. You'll see here where it says, find their joy again and really live. Didn't Jesus say that I, want you, I came that you might have life? Here's the reason I came. That you might have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is a real life. And you know what? There's so many people in the world and even in the church going, I don't feel like I have it. And so no matter where you're at, whether you know God or you don't know God, what we want to do is help you get to know Him better, connect you with Him, connect you with His love, connect you with His power, connect you with His will in your life, and so that you are living a real joy and living a real life in God, falling short in nothing, like the Word says. Amen? So our vision is, Boomerang is helping people to find their joy again and to really live. Our mission statement is this. Both of these statements came uh, the very, uh, I think it was the very first week right before we started Boomerang. And the truth of the matter is when God gave them to me, I, I didn't know what they were. I was just like, that's a cool statement. And uh, later on I figured out, hey, that's our vision and our mission. That's what he's told us to do. Here's our mission statement. We are leading our area in a godly direction through this reality of a supernatural kingdom life. So this is what we're about. This is what we're about every week. We are seeking to change this area. 
Okay? We are seeking to change this area. And how are we going to do it? We're going to change this area by taking it in a new direction. And how are we going to do that? We're going to take it in a new direction as we live a supernatural life. One that's in reality. One where we see the power of God. One where we see the love of God manifested. When that stuff starts to happen in all of our lives, all of a sudden I'll tell you what areas start to change. We've already had a big effect on this area. We've changed lots of things spiritually and physically simply by living the life that God's called us to, to live. To live in joy and live in a life that overflows and it turns an area, takes it to a new direction, a godly direction. But here's the part of it. We don't want you to just talk about this. We don't want this to just be theory. We want it to be a reality. We want a supernatural life in the kingdom of God to be a reality to you. In other words, we don't want you just to sit back and be like, well, I'm sick and I can't get over it. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? No, uh, we want you to know, all right, I'm, I've been feeling sick. Here's what I do. I know what to do, and I know how to pull the power of God into my life and the lives of people around me. Well, I have some lack. I need some provision. You know what to do. We want the supernatural kingdom life in you, not just to be a theory and a good thought. We want it to be a reality. And that comes from when we first started the church. This is one of the reasons why we felt like God gave us to start it. How many times did we uh, see people and they're like, are you going to heaven? Yeah, we're going to heaven. You know, do you know God? Yeah, I know God. Uh, when's the last time that you actually felt his presence and his power in your life? And when you boil it down, they most of the time would go, I, I don't know. And yet, God wants to be so real in our lives, why are we not experiencing a God who loves us that much? And so part of our, our goal at Boomerang from the very beginning was to connect people back to a loving God that wants to show up in their lives and show out. That wants to bring the power of God and it be a reality. I know, you know, just last year we had cancer drop off a couple of people in here. We had, we had jobs and promotions all over the place. We had people that got healed in an instant, people that got healed over a little bit of time. We had all kinds of the power of God manifest. We had words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We had all this stuff, and people are like, I hear this comment all the time. They're like, uh, dude, stop putting up microphones in my house and listening to what we're talking about. Because when you preach, you're going over what me and my wife just talked about this week. Get out of my head, please. You know, who is that? Is that me? That's not me. That's the power of God helping them right where they're at. Exactly what they need. Helping them to have the exact word to bring life to them. So we want people to live a reality of supernatural life, not just talk about it. So our vision statement, helping people to find their joy again and to really live, and our mission is we are leading our area in a godly direction through this reality of supernatural kingdom life. Now in 2015, we have this focus. You notice we're starting next week in a new series. We're starting with Be the Light, right? So that's starting next week. Also, I will say at 10 o'clock, we have the 10 o'clock class. Next 
Sunday at the 10 o'clock class is going to be a very special class. And I asked last Sunday, I, if I could make everybody come, I would. I want you to be, at the, I'm asking you, please come to the 10 o'clock class next week because it's going to be uh, a world-changing class. All right? Amen. Now, then at 11 o'clock, we're starting into this amazing new series, which is going to be awesome. You're going to see some stuff that's going to be so great in it. And we're going to give a gift to people, so it's an easy place for you to invite people and say, dude, you got to check out this new series, and we got a gift for you too, so it's pretty cool. It's a win-win. So that's going to be happening next week. But this Be the Light is not just going to be for one week or one series. This is throughout the whole year. This is what God's given us. Get this in our mind. Get this in our heart. Everywhere I go, no matter what I'm doing, I'm to bring the light of God, and be the light that he's called me to be everywhere I go. So that's our focus for 2015. Our philosophy of ministry comes from three main points. That sounds like a bunch of big words. It's basically like this. This is how we put this together. These are some verses that God pointed out to us and made very important. And you're going to see this in our vision and our mission. Let me, let's turn to John 17, 3. We have three main points that kind of give us the balance in Boomerang to help us. Number one is overflowing life. Number two is the will of God being done on earth. And number three is serving. John 17.3 says this, This is eternal life that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, when it says that they may know you, it's talking about a personal and intimate relationship with God and with His Son, Jesus. And so, one of the things, if you want to step into the life, and we want people to step into a life that's very real, the first thing that they need to do is they need to step into a very intimate relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. They do that through Jesus. He's the doorway. He's the way, the truth, and the life. That's how they step into it. Now, I'm not talking about you come to church on Sunday. We, you'll hear this a lot around here, talking about reset. You need to have a reset fellowship. We did a series, whole series on this last, last year, and I made the statement, I think it's the most important series I've ever preached, and I can't foresee another series being more important to a Christian, because it talks about this. The number one thing that you need to have is an intimate relationship that's so close with God that you see uh, your prayers answered, you see, you see uh, yourself sharing the gospel with people because you are so close to God and so excited, and it's so much a reality with you that you can't help but tell other people about it. That's how real it is to you. You see, you see your joy being full. We need to have life, and it comes by having an intimate relationship. One of the key points in that that we talked about was the Pharisees. You remember the Pharisees? One uh, translation says they search the Scriptures daily, and yet the one that the Scriptures talk about, Jesus, was standing in front of them, and they didn't even recognize him. Now see, they prayed every day, they were in the Word every day, they went to church all the time, and they would, most people would say, ooh, 
They have fellowship with God. No, they didn't. They had a lot of physical actions, but they had no fellowship. And our life comes by having fellowship with God. An intimate, spirit-filled life and fellowship with Him. We, we want and God wants life to be overflowing in each person. John 10.10, 10, I mentioned this earlier. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So number one is life overflowing. This is a philosophy of ministry. We want you to get this in you. We want you to be living in it. Not just living a life, you know, died at age 25, buried at age 75. We want you living a life, your whole life, filled up with the fullness of joy and life of God. Number two, we want His will to be done. This is, if you look here at 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as, God, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. The point here that I want you to see is you are an ambassador. You are, you know, when you have a dignitary from another country, they bring the rule and the government of their country with them wherever they walk. You are an ambassador of God from heaven. And wherever you go, wherever you walk, you should take the rule and the power and the life overflowing with you everywhere you go. You should take the will of God with you. You should be declaring it, proclaiming it, decreeing it, and seeing His will done on earth as it is in heaven. This is our next verse here in Matthew 6.10 where Jesus told us, hey, pray this way, be about this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So another part of our philosophy is God wants you to have an overflowing life. He wants you to take his will and make that happen in the earth. In other words, uh, back in Genesis, he said the same thing. He said, look, take dominion over this earth. Be fruitful and multiply. He's talking about being fruitful and multiplying the blessing and the goodness of God throughout the whole earth. The mission hasn't changed. Number three is serving. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Galatians 3.8 says, the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. Now he said that we are blessed with faithful Abraham. He goes on in Galatians 3. And so all the nations, all the people, if they're going to be blessed, how is it going to come now? Through you. We have a responsibility to serve God on this earth. We have a responsibility to renew our mind, to learn His ways and move into it. 
So number one, we need life and life overflowing. Number two, we need to be his ambassador so we can see his will done, done here and we need to be about serving. As we do those three things, not only is our life full and our joy is full, but we also serve and we receive the fullness of that joy and the fullness of that life as we serve God here on this earth. So when we go back to the vision statement, we see that it's not just about you having stuff. It's about you having stuff and being what God's called you to be. Now, let me just say these statements to you. God's will for you is a combination of a blessed, full life with a mixture of service to him as a living sacrifice. Let me say that again. God's will for you is a combination of a blessed and full life with a mixture of service to him as a living sacrifice. And I'll say that to say this statement. You can't have a full life full of joy without serving and you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. So hear that one more time. You can't have a full life full of joy without serving. And you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. So it starts with you. Our vision and our mission, it starts with you. We have to get you to the place where you're being blessed and you are receiving life and life in abundance or else you don't have the ability to fully serve the way God's called you to be. And if you're not serving, you're not walking out the fullness of what he's called you to do. And if you're not doing that, then we as a church, we're not doing it either. So in order for us to get to the place where we're fulfilling our vision and we're fulfilling our mission, we're changing an area and we're helping people to live and have fullness of joy, it starts with you. Our job, the very first thing, we have four ways that we want to go about this. Number one, how do we accomplish this vision and mission? Number one, reset. Number one, reset fellowship. We want to help people establish an intimate reset fellowship with God. We want, you, we want to help you get to the place where you are communing with with God very intimately, where you're getting to know Him. And then Jesus said, when you get to know Him like that, this is eternal life. This is eternal life. So we want to help you get to that place where you are fellowshipping with God. And here's the truth. If that's not happening, all the rest of it doesn't work. This is an absolute key for the rest of the vision to be fulfilled. I can, I can come in here and I can preach you all kinds of good messages and, and mentally you can grab a hold of it and you can read your Bible every day and you can pray, but if you're not in an intimate fellowship with God all the time, you're not going to be fulfilled and you're not going to have fullness of life. This is something where you get to the point where you and God are communing every day. It's so regular and so normal to you. And, and guess what? It may get so normal to you that some people look at you and, and they're like, who are you talking to? Quit talking to yourself. And it, you're like, I'm not talking. I'm talking to God. 
Well, you know what? If they call you weird because of that, praise God. Praise God. God wants to be that real to you. We've got to be in reset. So that's the very first thing is we want to help you get into a reset fellowship. Now, if you didn't hear that series, please go online, go to boomerangchurch.org slash video, go to the archives and pull up reset parts one through whatever. There's a bunch of them. And listen to that series. Learn that there's a necessity for reset. Amen? Number two, how do we accomplish this? Number one, it starts with you in reset life. Again, it still continues with you. All of this has to do with us serving you. Number two is kingdom life. We, we help people grow and be discipled in knowledge and action of how to practically see the will of God, His love and His power manifest in their lives. In other words, how many people when they were born again, you just knew everything that you need to know about the kingdom of God? Congratulations. Good job. That's very, yeah. You knew everything. You knew how to operate in it. When you got sick, you knew exactly what to do. When the devil showed up at your doorstep, you knew exactly how to handle him. You knew everything. Well, I don't know anybody like that. And so our job as a church and part of our mission and vision is to help you get you to the place where when you have stuff come up in your life or your family or your friends, you know how to handle it. And you got the backbone and strength of God and faith ready on the go, ready at the, at the uh, ready and able. I mean, you're, yeah, that was a military term, but I can't tell you that one. That one, that one pushes it a little bit too far. Anyway, you're ready to go and you know what to do. And then you apply the kingdom life principles that you know and you see the answer come because you know God's ready to be your answer just like that. So number one is reset, an intimate fellowship with God. Number two is to teach you how to live a kingdom life. Not only do you know uh, what to do when problems come, you know how to make this a reality in your life and your friend's life. How many people would like to have the answers when problems come? Right? Amen. How many people, you know, you've always felt like, well, golly, if I get in this jam, I've got to call pastor, and I'm just so tired of bothering him because I call him all the time, you know, and you feel like you need to be learning this stuff for yourself. I agree. I agree. It's not that we don't want to serve you, but as we go through that process and we help you with those problems and show you how to come out of that, we want you to start learning. I know how to do this myself. And not only do I know how to do it for myself, but if it'll work for me, it'll work for my friend. Amen? Number four, how do we accomplish this? Number three, how do we accomplish these things? Number three, leadership. Now this is what we're going to be really starting on March the 7th on that Saturday morning. Leadership. We want to train people in practical and effective and efficient leadership for the church and whatever organization God leads them to. How many people really, really, really know how to lead? And if you were put in charge of an organization, you'd know exactly what to do. Well, 
the truth is, most of us don't. We, we know about some principles of leadership, but we really don't know the practical aspects of helping people lead. Here's the thing. Remember, you're an ambassador of God. So leadership, not just in the church, but in your job, is very important. Because whether you know it or not, Christian, there's people watching you. <laughs> there's people that are looking at you, seeing how you lead, seeing how you do things, and what you do preaches more than what you say. And so a lot of times, here you are in your job, and you're just, you know, you, you ever have that mindset and that, that mental, I'm just punching the clock, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to get my paycheck and go home. Well, that's not leadership, and it's not godly. And it may be nice that you can go in and you have a job and get it, but you need to be leading everywhere you go. You need to be the light. And so what we want to do is teach you that no matter where you're at, no matter what job, no matter what organization you're in, be it your job or the church, you know how to lead. You know how to turn that thing and make it successful. You know how to lead teams of people, raise up the practical aspects of it, and not just all worldly leadership stuff. We're talking about what does God have to say about this? What is it that he says that's going to work? Not only do we need that, but in the church, we need you to know not just how to be a doer all the time, we need you to know how to lead, to grow in that. We don't need to, to raise up a whole church of nothing but doers. We need people to lead. Amen? Amen. How do we accomplish this vision and mission? mission? Number one, reset fellowship. Number two, kingdom life. Number three, leadership. Number four, take the mountains. Now that may or may not mean anything to you, but let me just throw this at you. On your notes, you should have it. There's seven mountains, and these are major areas of influence. I'll give them to you. Number one is religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and business. Our job in taking mountains is to teach people how to take the mountain that God has placed in their life and lead it to a place that produces glory and power for God. This is something that the church has really slipped on. They've decided we'll just run the religious mountain, and the truth of the matter is we haven't done that very well. We're supposed to be, as, as ambassadors from heaven, running all of those mountains. The church is supposed to be a group and an organization that is governing everything that happens in the world. Now, we'll get into that more in some series that are coming up. But just when God called the church ecclesia, which is the Greek word for that, that was a group that got together and figured out how things are supposed to run. So when he called it that word, he was saying, you're supposed to be the ones that know what I want. You know you are in intimate relationship with me. You know how to apply heavenly things here on the earth. You've grown into leaders, and now I place you in this mountain. You're able to turn this mountain and let it produce power and glory. And because you're in intimate relationship with me, and we have fellowship, you know who the power and glory goes to. 
A lot of times what happens, what has happened because people were not discipled to the place, they start having success, some success. Originally at the beginning they go, oh Lord, thank you for my success. And the God's blessing them and they continue to go on and they start rising and, and that ego starts getting a hold of them and, and all of a sudden they keep rising, keep rising. Now they find themselves at the top of their mountain and they're like, yeah, I did good. And the whole time, the Lord wanted to promote them so that they would say, yeah, God is so awesome. And take their mountain and give the glory and the power and influence of that mountain to God. So as we change and take an area and change its direction to a godly direction, we do this by teaching each one of you how to have intimate fellowship with God. We teach each one of you how to really operate in the kingdom and see things of God physically manifest in this world. We teach you leadership so that no matter where you're at, you can shine as a light. And then we teach you because promotion's coming. If you get those things down, God's going to put you in a place where you can turn a mountain and produce out of it glory and worship God in that area. Amen? Now, in our vision and our mission, listen, I'm not asking you for money or time or effort. I'm not asking you for that. Although, what I am asking you for will probably require all of those from you. But the difference is, it will be because you want to give them. It will be because you're saying, hey, that's God's vision and I'm going to attend to it. I'm asking you to recognize that this is a vision and a mission from God and help us at Boomerang to do whatever it takes to accomplish it. Now I want to show you something. As I go in my room and grab something. What am I going to pull out of here? Watch out. So, I have this rope. That just keeps coming and coming here. You all done. Just get watch your drink. Woohoo. Ah Stretching out this rope. That's all right. I wanna walk. Maybe tie some people up here. That's all right. This rope. Woohoo. Here There you go. You can hold that. I would like to say that I came up with this example. We've got about a 100-foot rope here, a little bit less, a little bit more, I don't know, but it wraps way around here. But I didn't come up with the example. I heard about it, and then I watched, I watched it recently. And what this rope represents is eternity. And so if you can imagine, now the only problem is there is an end to the rope that I have, but it would continue to go on forever, right? This rope represents eternity. Now look at all of this. If you can imagine, here's the thousands. As I go down this rope, there's the thousands and thousands and thousands and millions and millions of years in out, you know, throughout all of eternity. And this little piece of tape here, this little white section on this rope, this represents our life on earth. 
And here's what we do. What happens in this little section of this rope is going to affect the thousands and the thousands and the millions and the millions of years. And then when you get there, it's going to keep on going. But what we've done is this. We are so focused here in this vapor of time. The Bible says your life on this earth is but a vapor. Now this morning's probably cold enough to go outside and breathe and watch the vapor go away. That's what the Bible says about this period of time in eternity. And we're so focused in this little white section right here, and a lot of times we're focused on retirement. So what we do is we just focus everything, all of our actions, all of our efforts, all of everything is focused on this little 10 or 20 year period of time at the end of our work. Or we're focused on, uh, let's just say we're focused on our life. We're focused on uh, the, the boat or the house or the car. And everything is so focused on this little piece of time that really in the light of eternity means nothing. Our job as Christians is to give importance and priority to eternal things not just a vapor when we're talking about vision I don't want you just to say oh yeah that's nice vision and everything I want you to see that and I want you to say man is this God given vision that God's given Brian and Boomerang and if it's God given vision and Boomerang is my place and Boomerang is the place where I'm God has placed me and my family then am I not supposed to be focusing on the vision and the eternal results of that vision, not just on my stuff? And as Christians, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. And if boomerang's not your place, we get that. We understand that. But God's got a place. 1 Corinthians 12.18 says, God has placed the members in the body. And that place is where you're supposed to be uh, there placed, accepting your place, planning yourself. Why? To fulfill the vision that God's given that place. Why? So that you can focus on just your vapor of time here or focus on the eternity of God's plans and what He has planned for you and for the people around you and anybody else that you may or may not know. Our job as Christians is not to focus on the vapor and, and give everything to this one small piece of time. You know, this, here's this 100-foot rope and here's about two inches of a section and that's the vapor. We're not supposed to focus on the two inches and forget about the 100 feet of eternity. Amen? As we wrap up, I just want to tell you what's our part, Boomerang's part. What are we going to do for you? This is what we are doing for you to help fulfill this vision and to help fulfill the vision that God has for your life. Number one, we want to help you connect with God and His ways. Number two, we want to help you find your place in God's kingdom. We will help you do that. Number three, we want to help you to, be lo to love and be loved how to give and receive. Number four, we want to teach you how to have a life of significance. 
See, if you're focused on this two-inch section, vapor of a life, your life is not going to have that much significance. You're thinking only in worldly terms and 70 or 80 years. God's trying to get you to think about millions and billions of years. That's a life of significance. Number five, here's what we're doing for you. We want to lead you to true joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment in God through serving. Number six, we want to teach you the practical ways of living in abundance to be a blessing to others. Number seven, we want to teach you how to lead and be successful in family, church, work, and community. And number eight, I like this one, we want to disciple you, your children and your friends that you bring. Does that sound like good stuff that we're giving you? Amen. What's your part? As we focus not on the vapor of life, but as we focus on eternity, here's what your part is. What do you need to do? Number one, connect. Let the seeds of God's life be planted in you so that you can produce fruit. Number two, do your part in Boomerang's vision and mission. Do your part. Now, I told you, I'm not here and I'm not just up here asking for money and time and everything, but I am asking you to do your part in the vision. And the truth of the matter is, if you're doing your part and you're desiring to do it and want to do it, that's probably going to be your time and money and effort. But it's not because I'm asking it, it's because God's asking it. I'm just fulfilling what He's asked us to do. The question is, are you getting on board? Number three, what's your part? Change, grow, and mature. You've got to change. You've got to grow. You've got to mature. You've got to increase. We just finished that series. Number four, serve and support. And number five, don't get weary in well-doing. So the number one thing is connect with us. If this is your place, you know it's your place, connect with us. Starting in March, we're having the membership meetings, March membership month at 10 a.m. March 1st, we'll have four classes. That's the connection point. We ask you to connect with us. Help us fulfill this vision. I'll remind you of Proverbs, if we can put that back up, Proverbs 29, 18, in the message. Remember this, when we find out, without vision, people perish. But when we find out what God's vision is, when we attend to what He reveals, those people that attend to what He reveals, that attends to the vision that God's given, they are most blessed. Amen? Amen. If you've got any questions about the vision or anything else, just let me know and I want, to, I want to help you and answer your questions. But here's what I want you to get out of it most of all. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you become better people in God. We can't do it alone, but we're here to help bring you up and help be a support and lift you to another level in God. No matter where you're at, we, wanna, we want you to go to more and higher levels in God. One after the other, after the other, after the other. No matter where you're at, whether you feel like right now this morning, Brian, you are talking so far beyond, beyond me, I just need to pay my bills on Monday. I just, <laughs> I just need to stop fussing and arguing with my wife. Well, guess what? It all starts when you start planning yourself in the vision that God's given. Because you don't find fullness of joy 
without serving. You don't find fullness of life without connecting. It's designed, the blessing of God is designed to go through people and you are to be a part of that. You're important to God. You're an important part of the body. And I look forward to seeing what God has for you. Amen? Amen. George and Barrett and Jeff and Tara, will you come up? If you have any needs whatsoever, if you have any prayer needs, I need provision, I need healing, I need deliverance, I need a blessing, I, I just invite you to come up and see these guys. If you're new, if today's your first visit, we have a gift for you. Come up and see these guys. We'll get it to you. If you have anything that you need, you know, Brian, I just need, I need some of what you were talking about. I don't know about all that stuff way out there. I just need help. If that's you, come up. And let's just pray right now. Father, we thank you. I just ask that your vision would be ignited in people. I just ask that your, that your vision and your mission here at Boomerang would take life right now in people. Lord, I, the people, a lot of times, they just need help. Lord, let them see that we are here to help them. Not just further our vision, but to further the vision of God in them. To see, to ignite a vision and a passion of what God's called them to in their life. Lord, we want to help them connect with that. I just ask right now that your blessing would be on them in every way, in everything, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeff. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for so many men and women who've gone before us, who understood that principle of vision, who understood that principle of a vapor of a life compared to all of eternity, from all the apostles who were executed, people like John the Baptist who just understood. Thank you, God, that you sent people like that before us to pave the way, to prepare the way, they gave their lives in sacrifice for what was to be eternally. We would not be here today. We would not have the truth that we have today. We wouldn't be sitting in a church in North Carolina, in America, worshiping you had those people not done that according to those principles. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for the truth of this message that's been delivered today. We just ask your blessing on Boomerang as a church, as a body, and as individual people as we go out into the world here this week, that we carry this vision with us in our hearts and just let us uh, digest that, that your hand be on our lives. And we know that you have a plan both for this church and for us as people individually, that we go forward, Lord, and let that vision just sort of take hold of us, draw us into the fold as we lock arms and walk together in the blessings that you have laid out for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All have a good week. Thank you very much.